0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 5th of October. A boost for Australia's fight against COVID with the Prime Minister set to announce a major deal today to buy supplies of a groundbreaking antiviral drug. Australia will purchase 300,000 courses of the pill used to treat severe COVID. If approved by the TGA, molnupiravir would be the first oral treatment for COVID in Australia. It's been shown in US trials to halve deaths and hospitalised ...if taken within five days of symptoms. Experts say Melbourne's recent violent protests were super-spreader events... ...leading to a spike in new COVID cases in Victoria. The Herald Sun is reporting health authorities say one young man... ...who attended the rally didn't even know he was COVID positive... ...until he had a rapid antigen test in an ambulance on his way to hospital... ...after becoming seriously ill. Concerns are growing as many at the demonstration did not wear masks and no one was checking in with QR codes, making the protesters hard to trace. Victoria yesterday recorded four more deaths and 1,377 new COVID infections. Epidemiologist Professor Nancy Baxter says half of the new cases are people under the age of 30. It
1: just shows how much uh, we need to focus on that younger group in terms of getting them vaccinated, and getting them vaccinated before we open up. Because you know when we open up, again, the case numbers are going to increase, and if there's a lot more COVID in the community, it's going to find unvaccinated people. And unfortunately, that's you know, primarily people under 30 right now.
0: Meantime, Victoria is changing how it lists exposure sites with Tier 2 sites removed from the health website as contact tracers battle to keep up with rising case numbers. To South Australia now and COVID restrictions have been introduced for Mount Gambier, Wattle Range and Grant Council areas after claims a COVID positive woman misled authorities. The Mount Gambier woman who's tested positive to COVID spent time in Victoria and authorities are now investigating if she stayed within the 70k travel bubble or if she spent time in melbourne and another case has been detected in south australia with a covid positive truck driver in his 30s from victoria traveling into the state on saturday night chief health officer professor nicola spurrier says they're working to track his movements we have one public exposure location at this stage which is on the run at port augusta and that includes both the petrol station and the truckie lounge And another COVID scare for Queensland after a woman in her 50s who was positive spent 10 days in the community. Concerningly, the case is not linked to existing clusters of the virus. Here's Chief Health Officer Dr Jeanette Young. She's been out and about and we haven't seen any um, cases. She also is double vaccinated, so she's fully vaccinated. Her second dose was back in August and her household members are all negative. Meantime, changes to Queensland's border bubble with New South Wales have come into effect overnight. Restrictions will step up for Lismore travellers with the LGA placed back into lockdown. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria now and thousands of Year 12 students will return to the classrooms today for the first time in nearly three months. It comes after more than 30 students from Year 12 in Melbourne tested positive to COVID over the weekend. As James Lake reports from Melbourne, the plan for other students to return to face-to-face learning is staggered and much slower. Well, Tash, even our Chief Health Officer Brett Sutton has conceded the staggered return of students in a bid to minimise coronavirus outbreaks will be disruptive to families with children at different year levels. The next kids to be allowed back will be grades prep through to two, returning to class from October 18, but for only two days a week. The remaining year levels will come back at the end of October for alternating days. All students will then return to school five days a week in November. To date, Victorian kids have had six terms moving in and out of lockdown, with students in Melbourne missing more than 150 days of on-site learning to New South Wales and the state government is in crisis with another senior minister resigning deputy premier John Barillaro yesterday announced he was quitting just days after Gladys Berejiklian sensationally stepped down as premier the current treasurer Dominic Perrottet and planning minister Rob Stokes will this morning battle it out for the top job our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has more from Sydney
1: yeah, Tash, the party room is today set to vote on a new leadership team. It's still not clear who will replace Deputy Premier John Barillaro, who announced his resignation yesterday. But as for Gladys Berejiklian's replacement, political analyst Terry Barnes says Dominic Perrottet is considered the favourite to become the state's 46th Premier.
2: It's important that he can hold his own on behalf of New South Wales and on behalf of the the lobby for living with COVID as opposed to COVID zero, because Anastasia Palaszczuk and Mark McGowan and Daniel Andrews are the big boys and girls of that national cabinet table.
1: It comes amid growing speculation of even more resignations to come, including Health Minister Brad Hazard.
0: Now, the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at at CanStar. Effie, good morning. Now, the COVID-19 early release of super funds may have closed at the end of last year, but there are still other ways you can access your retirement savings if you're experiencing financial hardship with some funds reporting an uptick.
1: Yeah, good morning Tash. Now there definitely are specific grounds on which you can access your super money and that includes things like compassionate grounds where you may need like medical treatment or to save your home from a mortgagee sale. You've got to apply to the ATO for this and then you've got severe financial hardship. That's where you're unable to meet living expenses and you've been receiving 26 weeks of continuous government income support. Other conditions can include for the temporary medical condition or temporary permanent incapacity. Again, you've got to apply to your fund there. Now while claims have certainly declined while um, under the early release of COVID, some funds like Host Plus and Aware are now reporting an uptick And this is understandable. I mean, we've got to realise the government support is tapering off. There's over 985,000 Aussies currently on JobSeeker with the Department of Social Security data showing that the average duration for this payment is around 55 weeks. But, of course, before you jump in here, be aware that, of course, you'll have less money in retirement, it could put your insurance at risk, and tax may be paid. Best to call the National Debt Helpline if you are experiencing
0: financial hardship to get more details on this. And Effie, very interesting to see that the RBA is meeting today, but what we'll all be watching is the commentary around interest rates.
1: Yeah, I think it's the commentary that will be more exciting because we know rates are going to stay. We'll probably see more action for for New Zealanders tomorrow when their RBA meets. Now, today it's expected that the RBA uh, will will flag some key conclusions of the financial stability report, which is on Friday, and that's that half-yearly report that looks at potential risks to uh, financial stability, and property should be on the cards. I mean, we're hearing a lot of things come out now about how to curb property prices, and one that's been floated around, of course, is the debt-to-income ratios. Now, that will probably have more of an impact on investors than homeowners, but, look, I guess the big question here, Ty, is that have we left it too late? Will these macro prudential ruling actually, you know, bring pro- property prices back down to a, a manageable le- uh, level? That's the interesting thing. On the other side of the fence, of course, we've got a feel for savers out there. These rates are at record lows. And uh, look, you know, unless, uh, the, you know, you're under 30, the best rate you'll probably get is
0: 3%. Other than that, you've got to make do with around a 1% interest rate. Interesting to see what plays out this week. Thanks so much, Effie. Thanks time for sport now with brett thomas and brett we'll find out this week if the ashes are still going ahead this summer
2: Yes, good morning Tash, that's right, the first test uh, is due to get underway December 8 at the Gabba, but uh, we're not sure if it will go ahead at this stage because the England and Wales Cricket Board is meeting this week to decide whether to send the team to Australia. There's a lot of hesitation in the English camp, in fact uh, Captain Joe Root has previously suggested that players might stay home if families can't travel with them I do have to feel for the English players a little bit and that they have travelled uh, a lot in recent years and had to live under strict quarantine conditions, so the desperately like to have their families with them on the other side of that cricket australia and the australian government uh, have a tough decision to make of course because uh, they would be treating uh, those players differently than the general public so that is a big decision this week for the england and wales cricket board fingers crossed the ashes go ahead but who comes out to australia is a different question
0: yeah indeed Breton The Premiership party Continued last night For the Mighty Panthers But one of their stars Will have to cut celebrations Short to have surgery
2: Yes they were partying Last night At a, a Sunshine Coast pub I dare say Nathan Cleary Will just have to slow up On his celebrations though Because he is booked in This week For a shoulder reconstruction Now this was the shoulder That he partially dislocated uh, Playing in the Origin Series Back in late June So played through Enormous pain For a number of months And obviously It worked out for him The Clive Churchill medalist as best to field in that thrilling grand final win over South Sydney and his teammate Brian To'o says that he showed tremendous courage. Just showed you know what kind of player that is and uh, he's he's a massive inspiration to us all and is the heart and soul of this team. And uh, in some other big news coming out of the NRL, they've landed a big deal with Foxtel to expand the competition to 17 teams. The mega deal will seal the addition of a second team in Brisbane. Looks like that could be the Redcliffe Dolphins. And that deal to be worth up to $100 million. The ARL Commission, Tash, is expected to make a formal announcement by the end of this month.
0: And Brett, to the AFL and the trade period has kicked off. What deals were done on the opening day?
2: Well, just some pick swaps between Collingwood and Gold Coast. It's a big one for the Magpies, though. They swapped a bunch of their future picks for selections this year. Now, that is to uh, pile those picks together to match bids for father-son recruit Nick Dacos, of course, the son of the Macedonian Marvel Peter Dacos, who lit it up during the 80s and 90s there for the Pies, and his son is tipped to be an absolute future star. Uh, Now, former Saints champ Lee Montagna has told us that a dog's big man wants to switch to the Blues. The news today was Lewis Young, the other backup ruck, defender for the Western Bulldogs has requested a trade to Carlton. The Kangaroos offered the Tigers a future third round pick for Callum Coleman-Jones, and the Cats knocked back pick 27 from Frio for Jordan Clark. So not a lot of movement yesterday, but generally the deals get done later in the trade period, and we've got nine days of that left, Tash.
0: Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. And billions of people around the world have been locked out of Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp this morning with major outages for the social networks. The shutdown has seen Facebook shares fall more than 5%, wiping $50 billion off the social media giant's market value. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app. For free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day, stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.
1: Listener.